Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. And that's right, we continue our quarantine interviews here with former players, and uh, we're welcoming in former defensive lineman Tyler Powell. And uh, buddy, uh, I've been asking everybody this when we start off. Just want to make sure that uh, you and your family is safe. You and uh, actually your beautiful new bride, Kelsey, who you just got married to back in February. So how are you guys holding up during this just very unprecedented time, for especially for our generation? Oh, we're doing good, man. You know, staying in the house mostly, uh, getting some work here and there, but, you know, mostly just hanging around the house. So. Yeah, no, I feel you. That's pretty much been uh, what I've been doing as well, uh, just trying to uh, kind of find some things to, to keep me distracted during these times. But, uh, you know, I, it feels like eventually college football will be coming back. Hopefully it's coming back this year. Um, you know, of course, you were a part of the Tar Heels, uh, a nice three-year contributor for the Tar Heels along the defensive lines. And, you know, your first two seasons on campus came during an extremely successful stretch, 2015 and 2016, you know, just from your perspective, what was it like to be in that locker room during a stretch where the Toriels went 19 and 8, and, and at a time we're actually seeing us during that 2015 season heading into the ACC championship game as a team that could potentially uh, maybe crack the college football playoff? Man, I, I got to tell you, that was one of the most fun times to be a player down there. And you know, it's not it's not only because uh, you know, I'm one of those people I like to win. I don't you know, people say play for fun, I say winning is fun. But um, you know, it's it was just a lot of fun being down there, especially after, you know, my freshman year when we went six and six, going to something like that where we went eleven and one the next year was it was it was a cool experience and it's a lot of fun being around that kind of environment, that kind of excitement. You know, every week when you're preparing, you, you know that you're looking towards accomplishing something that's really big that's never happened before. So, you know, that, that was that was 
cool time to be down there and be a part of it. Well, the next two seasons, something definitely changed. Uh, the team really struggled. Of course, in 2017, you started the season but got injured and, and, and were placed out for the season to come back in 2018. But, you know, just, just from your perspective, what do you think changed in the locker room from that 2016 season in between to that 2017 season that just kind of put the team in, in, in a different direction? And see, that's, that's kind of the craziest thing is if you looked at our locker room, our environment, the way we prepared, the way we practiced, I mean, you would you would think that it was still the same team that went 11-1. and one. I mean, it was just nothing changed mindset-wise, locker room-wise, environment, or culture-wise, which was kind of the crazy part to us because we're sitting here, you know, looking at everything we're doing, the work we're putting in. We're like, man, we are grinding. What's going on? And, I mean, it just – you know, I think it was just a bad run for a little bit with injuries. And then, you know, it was just not, you know, being consistent, doing the things we need to do to really lock those games down. I mean, if you look at, you know, especially my uh, my second senior year, 2018, I mean, how many, I mean, I don't think we got blown out of hardly any games. It was, you know, right. three points, five points, seven points. It was, we just were not finishing the way we needed to. And that was really what it came down to. And so, you know, I, I really, I tell people when they ask me about it that I actually take a lot of pride in the fact that our locker room never changed, our culture never changed. Mm-hmm. We put our head down, we put our heads down and just kept working. You know, that's something that I took a lot of pride in. But it was just one of those things where, you know, we just couldn't get the, the, the dice to fall the way we needed them to. So, Yeah, unfortunately, one of those games was the final game of your career against NC State at home. Of course, we all uh, remember how that game ended up. And, uh, you know, but that that actually for you was probably the best game of your entire career. Uh, you had a fantastic day and, um, you know, it, it was your senior day. So what are your memories of, of that final game in a Tar Heel uniform? Is that one that sticks out to you still to this day? I mean, it does. And, you know, because it was, it was, you know, knowing that was my last game in Keenan and who we were playing, um, that was, that was a big one for me. As far as, you know, that was probably the most productive game that I've had, but, you know, at the end of the day, when you look up at the scoreboard, it really doesn't matter. And that was probably the worst feeling, uh, walking that game, knowing that, you know, that's how it ended. That was, really frustrating but um you know it's it's one of those things that happens and I couldn't have you know asked for a better place to have played or you know better guys to to be teammates with and so you know it's for me it's a memorable day a memorable day on both sides of it yeah, and of course, uh, you were coached by Larry Fedora your entire time on campus. Of course, uh, the Tar Heels ended up moving on from him uh, after that game against NC State. But uh, really, I think he, he leaves behind one of those legacies that maybe right now, because it's still a little fresh, people are, are not going to realize how, how strong of a, a tenure he actually put together there. But you know, being a guy that played under him, what was the thing that you liked the most about Coach Fedora? Why, why did you want to play for him when you originally committed to him? Man, I got to tell you, and people have asked me this question before, and I kind of laugh every time I answer it because the whole time you're playing for him, you're like, this dude has us in the building all the time. He's on us all the time. 
I look at it now and I'm like, I would not have wanted to play for anyone else. And I mean, it's as simple as the fact that how many power five coaches do you know that are going to go sit and eat lunch with their players every single day who are going to know your entire family by name, ask how they're doing every time you, you know, they see them. And, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, which I always found to be, you know, a big deal when you have someone who's in that position and they choose to take an interest in their players. They choose to know what's going on in their lives outside of football. To me, that's, that's, you know, huge. And then on the field, I mean, I just, to me, he's, he's the way I grew up playing football where it's, you don't want to do all the, the talking, the videos, you know, he's like, I want to go coach and y'all are going to go play and this is how we're going to play. And that's, that's the way I grew up playing was, you know, very tough, hard nose. We're just going to go out, you know, if you're, if you're hurt, shake it off get back out there you know it's just that kind of thing that's what I love that's how I grew up playing and so playing for somebody like that who has a genuine interest in his players I mean it's 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 awesome and you know I tell people that I I really feel bad for the way that he had to leave because I know it's not how he wanted to leave and it's not how we wanted him to leave but um right you know people also need to understand when they look at it, don't look at those last two years. The he walked into an incredibly difficult situation, mm-hmm. and you know made a lot out of it. You know, brought one of the best teams in UNC history out of it. So, you know, I, I understand, you know, why ways had to be parted. But um, you know, I think he was a he was a huge difference maker for the program, and I love playing underneath that guy. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think everything that you said right there is is spot on. Coach Fedora is a guy that, like you said, came in at a difficult time. Uh, his first year on campus actually won the division but didn't get to go to the ACC championship because uh, of the ruling by the NCAA where the Tar Heels were ineligible for that postseason. And uh, like you said, put together uh, just a phenomenal year in 2015 that uh, luckily you were able to be a part of. And uh, now, you know, Mac Brown's in place and this defensive line looks Looks to be a unit that's starting to develop some some really good talent. Of course, Jason Strobridge going to the NFL. Um, I think that Aaron Crawford should be in the NFL. I think these people are nuts that don't have him on draft boards. I love Aaron Crawford, um, but uh, there are also some guys that are going to be coming back next year that you played with. Do you think there's anybody in the group that you played with that you're looking forward to seeing this year, maybe stepping up and becoming a leader on that defensive line? Come on, definitely. That dude... I mean, he he plays hard, and he is he is bar. So I can't wait to watch him play. And then you know, I'm I'm excited to see some of the young guys that I played with, my especially my last year down there, who you know have gotten in some games here and there. But like uh, Zach Gill, I really want to see something right. you know big from him this year because he's shown flashes when he came in. A lot of people from the outside were talking about, well, he was you know. Uh, this star prospect and he's this big and I, I tried I explained to some people who because uh, my little brother actually played at Wake Forest High School for a couple of years when my parents moved down there so you know I he was actually like best friends with Zach's little brother and so you know I was talking to a lot of people over there and I was like y'all gotta understand Zach is still raw from the football standpoint mm-hmm. he's still learning how to play the game but you want to talk about somebody who has a lot of tools and a lot of just natural ability. He's one who could, you know, 
know, make a really big difference in the next year or two with, you know, the skill set that he has. So I'm, I'm excited to see those guys play. I think it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, being a guy that's kind of moved back and forth between defensive end and defensive tackle, where do you think would be the best fit for him? Because that's kind of my my biggest thing when I look at him is I I think that he could fit at defensive tackle, but I just don't know if he has the size to play in the middle like Aaron Crawford had to last year. Do you think that he could do that, or is he more fit for that that four eye technique defensive end spot? I mean, I think he's he's more of a rush tackle than anything else, and. You know, in college, it's hard to, you know, for a lot of people, it's hard to find a position, especially when you're kind of in that tweener size, mm-hmm. which is kind of where I sat a lot of my career was right. in that tweener size because I had to be, my weight had to be low enough to where if I needed to play in, I could drop in coverage, I could still move, but I had to be heavy enough to be able to sit inside for more than three or four reps before I got tired. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, no, it's that fine balance, but I think his where he would shine the most is in that rush, that rush tackle spot. Gotcha. Okay. So with, with your football career over, you know where has life taken you, man? I, I talked to a lot of former players, and there's some amazing stories of where guys have gone. Where has life taken you so far? Even though it's uh, still a little bit early for you. Yeah. So you know, um, after you know the draft and everything last year and. You know, trying to figure out what I was going to do. You know, once I kind of figured out that I wasn't going to be getting any calls, um, I actually moved up here to Leesburg uh, to be with my fiance, now my wife. And um, I actually started working as a personal trainer at Gold's Gym up here. And so now I run the personal training department for uh, Gold's and at the gym that I'm at in Sterling. Uh, and so that's what I've been doing right now. Uh, you know, the strength and conditioning side of it was something I, I fell in love with from the time I was in ninth grade. So I knew that that was something I was going to want to continue pursuing. Well, that's great, man. Hey, uh, I know that uh, life is going to hold big things for you because uh, you're a great dude, man. I remember meeting you at Meet the Heels, and uh, you were one of my favorite players every year to go by and talk to because um, it was just, you know, different for you. A lot of the guys were just there because they had to be. You really enjoyed being there, talking to the fans and everything. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on with us, man. I know, uh, you know, right now there's there's some crazy things going on in the world, but uh, thanks for taking some time out to talk to us, and uh, we wish you the best. Yeah, man, anytime. All right, man. Hey, really appreciate it. Uh, You guys take care and stay safe up there, and we'll talk to you down the line. Okay, buddy? Yes, sir. You too. All right. That is former Tar Heel defensive lineman Tyler Powell stopping by with us. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate Tyler taking some time out to uh, talk to us. A really great guy. Always one of my favorite guys. And actually, one of my original followers on Twitter from uh, a guy that was playing on the team. I remember uh, getting the first one of the first followbacks from him. So, uh, a guy that's been following along for a while now. Really appreciate him uh, taking some time out with us. So, uh, of course, you guys can go back and listen to all of these great additions of the podcast. We are encouraging you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast because not only do we have uh, the, the, the interview that we just had here with Tyler, we've got some other great interviews that are going to be up there, some that are already up there. Make sure you go back and check out uh, Deontay Williams' interview. That was a fantastic one with the former Tar Heel safety, a guy that was an absolute star in his time at Carolina. His career came to an end uh, a way that I don't think 
think most of us expected. And uh, well, he has a great story to tell. He's going to go through and talk to you guys a little bit about what he's doing now as, as an author, an entrepreneur. So that was a great one. Uh, another guy whose career ended early due to injury, C.J. Cotman, the former cornerback, stopped by to talk with us, um, hear what he had to say, uh, as well as former running back Antonio James, who was a walk-on and actually went to high school with me. So that was a really cool interview as well. Go back, check out all of those interviews. All those guys were fantastic. And we're going to have so many more coming up for you guys over these next couple of weeks as we try to help you keep your mind off of everything that's going on uh, in just this stressful and and strange time uh, here in 2020. But uh, we've got you covered. We got you covered on the football front as well. Um, You can go back. There's a few interviews a couple of weeks back now with uh, Pat James um, from uh, from GoHeels.com. He's on there talking about the impact of the coronavirus um, and what Mac Brown had to say about it, how they're going through everything, doing the online workouts, all that kind of stuff. Uh, So make sure you go back, check that out, as well as uh, me and Zach Hubbard. Uh, If you didn't check that out and you want to hear a breakdown of some of the latest commitments, uh, we had an edition of the podcast where we broke down Kobe Payne. Sauer, Eli Sutton, uh, DeAndre Boykins, as well as Tymeer Brown. So make sure you go back and listen uh, to that. And then you can head over to the website as well, HeelToughBlog.com. That's another area that you can listen to the podcast. But while you're on there, make sure you check out the articles as well. There's some great stuff up there, including uh, the most important remaining targets in the 2021 class, as well as a lot of other great stuff that we have on there. Basketball, we're doing uh, a lot of recap stuff from this past year, player reviews as well as player awards. Um, and uh, that that's the same stuff that's going on with the Roy's Boys podcast as well, which you can find on the website. And uh, we'll have you covered uh, all throughout with uh, football and basketball coverage. Uh, still looking for a full-time baseball writer as well. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure that you hit me up uh, either on Twitter at Future Tar, or, or excuse me, at he, HTB Anthony. I forgot that I changed it. HTB Anthony on Twitter. Or you can email me, anthony.pegnata at yahoo.com. If you want, uh, you can also hit up Josh at Joshua Marlowe 5 on Twitter as well. So once again, want to thank Tyler Powell for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels! Go Tar Heels!